chemotherapy and carcinogen-induced cell debris initiates cancer recurrence. Chemotherapy, one of the mainstays of cancer treatment, can unfortunately act as a double-edged sword. While achieving the intended aim of killing cancerous cells, it also generates an accumulation of cell debris, which in turn promotes tumour growth by stimulating inflammation in the tumour microenvironment. Dr. Dipak Panigrahi and his colleagues from Harvard Medical School USA have conducted several studies in mice showing that targeting the tumour cell debris-mediated surge of pro-inflammatory and pro-tumorigenic factors provides a strategy for enhancing the efficacy of chemotherapy. The Double-Edged Sword of Chemotherapy With advances in genomics and drug discovery, chemotherapy is the frontline treatment for cancer now more than ever before. However, accumulating evidence from various animal models of the disease suggests that rather than simply killing the cancerous cells, chemotherapy can also initiate the recurrence of cancerous tumours. Unfortunately, the mechanisms behind this double-edged sword are still poorly understood. Working to resolve important questions about this critical issue is Dr. Dipak Panigrahi, along with his colleagues at Harvard Medical School, USA. Apoptosis is the process of programmed cell death, and this may trigger escape from tumour dormancy by causing a cellular stress response linked to inflammation. Dr. Panigrahi and his colleagues argue that increased levels of spontaneous apoptotic cell death in the tumours of cancer patients are associated with poor prognosis in several cancer types. 5-fluorouracil, 5-FU, is a chemotherapeutic drug used to treat colorectal cancer. It reduces tumour mass by causing cell death, creating tumour cell debris in the form of apoptotic cells and cell fragments. Observing that apoptotic tumour cells can stimulate specialised cells known as macrophages and the production of pro-inflammatory cytokines, Dr. Panigrahi and his colleagues proposed that 5-FU may be a source of tumour growth stimulation. In 2019, the Panigrahi Laboratory published an important study that clearly demonstrated that 5-FU generates cellular debris that causes tumour cells and host macrophages to release a tumour factor known as osteopontin, OPN. In clinical settings, OPN expression is linked to poor five-year survival in many cancer types. OPN is a well-characterised factor that has been linked to cancer progression and angiogenesis, which is the growth of new blood vessels that tumours need to grow. Conventional chemotherapy may contribute to tumour progression and relapse via cell debris, suggesting that treating the tumour-promoting activity of cell debris is critical for the prevention of tumour recurrence. In the 2019 study, Dr. Panigrahi examined the cytotoxic activity of 5-FU in mice that were previously inoculated with colorectal cancer cells. As predicted, the researchers observed increased cell death in tumours that were treated with 5-FU compared with size-matched control tumours. Furthermore, the study confirmed that systemic 5-FU treatment and tumour cell debris increase OPN levels and that debris-stimulated tumour growth is mediated by enhanced tumour angiogenesis. The most important finding, however, was that pharmacologic and genetic albation of OPN inhibited debris-stimulated tumour growth. 
Dr. Panigrahi and his colleagues demonstrated that a combination of neutralizing antibodies to inhibit OPN and continued treatment of 5-FU dramatically inhibited tumor growth. Chemotherapy generated debris and ovarian cancer resurgence. Epithelial ovarian cancer, a major cause of death in women worldwide, is characterized by a high tumor recurrence, which can occur in up to 70% of patients. To ascertain whether chemotherapy-generated debris is biologically relevant in ovarian cancer via a similar mechanism initiated by 5-FU and mediated by OPN in colorectal cancer, Dr. Panigrahi and his colleagues treated mouse and human cell lines with cytotoxic platinum or texane-based chemotherapeutic agents used for treating ovarian cancer. As a consequence of the treatment, the colleagues observed a surge of pro-inflammatory cytokines and bioactive lipid molecules, known as eicosanoids, released by macrophages in the tumor microenvironment. The findings of this study were published in 2019 in the prestigious journal The Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, PNAS. The research team also observed that the presence of debris alone without the microphages in the culture medium resulted in minimal to undetectable levels of cytokines, confirming that the release of lipid mediators and cytokines is macrophage dependent. The PNS study showed that the combined pharmacological inhibition of the cyclooxygenase 2, COX2, and soluble epoxide hydrolase, SEH, pathways prevented the surge of both cytokines and lipid mediators by macrophages. These results confirmed that ovarian cancer patients may benefit from the suppression of eicosanoid and cytokine mediators protecting the body from a therapy-induced debris-mediated cytotoxic and tumorigenic response. Aspirin-triggered mediators as optimal chemopreventative agents. Many studies suggest that the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, NSAID, aspirin is potent in counteracting the formation of tumors. Despite numerous reports confirming its beneficial properties in cancer prevention, the biochemical mechanisms behind this unique anti-tumor activity of aspirin compared with other NSAIDs remain poorly understood. Cyclooxygenase, COX1, and COX2 are key targets of aspirin and are involved in the biosynthesis of pro-inflammatory lipids, such as prostaglandins. Dr. Panigrahi and his colleagues published another study in 2019 showing that aspirin not only blocks the biosynthesis of pro not only blocks the biosynthesis of prostaglandins but also stimulates the endogenous production of anti-inflammatory mediators termed aspirin triggered specialized pro-resolving mediators ATSPMs such as aspirin triggered resolvins ATRVDs and aspirin triggered lipoxins ATLXs the research team demonstrated that treatment of mice with ATRVDs, or ATLXSs, inhibited primary tumor growth by enhancing microphage removal of tumor cell debris and inhibiting the production of microphage-secreted pro-inflammatory cytokines. Following the publication of the 2019 study, ATSPMs, including resolvins, have been considered in clinical studies for their tumor-preventing activity. Dr. Panigrahi and his colleagues have shown that, given the risks associated with chronic low-dose aspirin intake, 
mediators such as aspirin-triggered resolvins and other ATSPMs may be a more desirable therapeutic option since they display more potent anti-tumor activity and are devoid of aspirin-related toxicity. Resolvins enhance cancer therapy by clearing cell debris. As demonstrated in many studies by the Panagrahi team, dead and dying tumor cells greatly affect the tumor microenvironment. This leaves the medical profession with a dilemma between treating tumors with chemotherapy and minimizing the effects of debris-induced tumor progression. Resolving this dilemma is paramount to preventing tumor recurrence after therapy. In a study published in 2017, Dr. Panigrahi and his colleagues demonstrated that apoptotic debris stimulates tumor growth through the action of phosphatidylserine, PS, a modified amino acid that is present on the surface of apoptotic cells. The study showed that blocking PS in the debris without a recumbent protein or an anti-PS neutralizing antibody significantly inhibited debris-stimulated tumor growth in a dose-dependent manner. The 2017 study adds further evidence in support of using specialized pro-resolving mediators, such as resolvins, to clear apoptotic debris. The novel approach alongside chemotherapy would greatly prevent tumor recurrence and enhance the benefits of cancer therapy. The observations were supported by the results of a 2019 study in which Dr. Panigrahi and his colleagues demonstrated that the resolution of inflammation by resolvins before surgery inhibited the formation of new tumor growth, inducing robust anti-cancer T-cell immunity in mice affected by Lewis lung carcinoma. Resolution of inflammation halts liver cancer progression. Building on the observations published in previous years, Dr. Panigrahi and his colleagues recently published a new study on the effects of inflammation on the changes to the tumor microenvironment triggered by cytokine and eicosanoid storms during hepatocellular carcinoma, HCC. Aflatoxin B1, AFB1, a mycotoxin produced by Aspergillus fungi, may play a causative role in 4.6 to 28.2% of all HCC cases worldwide. Aflatoxin-induced HCC is most prevalent in developing countries due to the regular consumption of food contaminated with aflatoxins. HCC is associated with excessive production of pro-inflammatory cytokines, including TNFA and IL-6, which lead to apoptotic cell death in multiple cell types. AFB1 can also negatively impact microphages by impairing their ability to remove cell debris by causing excessive production of oxidative stress. Pro-inflammatory cytokines start a cascade that leads to DNA damage and new tumor growth, correlating with poor patient survival. Dr. Panigrahi and his colleagues demonstrated that tumor cells killed by AFB1 stimulate primary HCC growth when co-injected in mice with a non-tumorigenic inoculum of tumor cells, and that the malignant growth is dependent on a microphage-derived eicosanoid and cytokine storm that also involves mediators that promote the formation of new blood vessels. Dr. Panigrahi and colleagues demonstrated that dual COX2 SEH inhibitors can be administered during and immediately after periods of high exposure to aflatoxins, resulting in a psychological switch from a pattern of inflammation to the resolution of inflammation. 
by targeting the debris-mediated eicosanoid and cytokine storm via clearance of tumor cell debris. Dual COX2 SEH inhibition may provide an effective strategy for the prevention of AFB1-induced hepatocellular carcinoma.